Radio. One of the biggest global humanitarian crises in 50 years. An interview with Paul O'Callaghan on the situation in Eastern Africa. I'm joined here with Paul O'Callaghan, the CEO of Caritas Australia, who has recently returned from a trip to Kenya, visiting families who are struggling to cope as a result of the severe drought and famine over there. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. You're welcome, John. So my first question is, Paul, um, for our listeners who may not be un- who may be unaware of the critical state of the situation in Africa, would you mind enlightening us about what's happening? Sure. Um, over the last uh, couple of years, there's been a combination of very bad uh, drought conditions in seven countries. Uh, this is not the first time that they've had droughts, but it's a successive drought situation where farming communities uh, who depend on their crops um, being harvested um, have had uh, their crops basically wilt and uh, fall apart in the early stage of growth through lack of rain and where um, most livestock have died because uh, there hasn't been enough rain for grass and forage to be available to them. As a result, Um, you now have a a very rare situation uh, and it's one that the United Nations regards as one of the worst humanitarian crises in the last 50 years. Uh, That is 23 million people in seven countries are on the brink of starvation and uh, essentially this uh, for the most part has come about due to bad climatic factors with a lack of rain, but in uh, some of the countries there's also civil war. And so uh, people are moving from uh, one area away from their homes to other areas where they don't have access to food, often don't have access to water. Um, And that political situation in countries like South Sudan has exacerbated what is already a very dire situation. Um, now, as I said before, you recently came back from a trip from Kenya. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about some of the things that you personally witnessed firsthand and maybe about some of the people that you met while you were over there? Yes, I through the Caritas network at the diocesan level in Kenya and also the, uh, the director of Caritas Kenya, who we work with very closely, um, they arranged for me to meet with people in the Diocese of Kitui, which is in eastern Kenya, not very far from the Indian Ocean, in fact. Uh, it's an area which uh, is a, a quite normally a productive farming area, but as I mentioned, the problem has been successive seasons of uh, no crops being actually coming to the point where they could be harvested. So uh, no food coming from crops and also with livestock dying. Now, I was taken to meet with families and also to meet uh, with um, a community nurse based in a health clinic there. In terms of the families, I spent time with three particular families uh, and through an interpreter um, got to hear their uh, stories about how they were coping with such a severe shortage of food. In one of the cases, a mother in her mid-30s who had seven children uh, with her there in the home was explaining uh, quite calmly that the only way they'd been able to adapt to the severe shortage of food had been to 
have only one very small meal as a family every second day. So they don't eat every day. Uh, the children uh, look fairly weak um, and uh, you know, it was, it was quite a shock to me to think that they are just getting by on a very small um, amount of uh, nutrition, tiny amount of nutrition every second day. Uh, in another household, the, uh, the mother and all the children were involved in uh, breaking up stones, big stones, into small, smaller stones to be sold for the purpose of um, some construction that was going on nearby by the local council. Um, and the unfortunate thing was that uh, even the three, the four-year-olds, six-year-old, eight-year-old, all of the children were involved. They weren't at school because the situation was so desperate that the, um, the parents were trying to raise some cash to be able to purchase food, given that all their crops had been destroyed. So it gives you an idea of how awful the situation is. Now, in the health clinic that I went to, a very well-run small health clinic, um, the the community nurse had arranged for about 60 children to come in on the day that I was there uh, with, their, with their mothers. Uh, they had been chosen because all of those children had been uh, deemed to have what's called stunting. They were stunted, they were, had never had enough nutrition to grow in height or weight so that, for example, there was a four-year-old girl in the clinic being weighed when I was there she uh, had the size of about barely a three-year-old um, so that her height and her weight were significantly under what would be normal for any child at that stage of their development. I also held her, her hand for a little while and she, she had a very feeble sort of grip, um, basically extremely thin uh, and the reason the community nurse is trying to do all this work is to, to figure out which of the kids she can support the most and which ones they can give them some food supplements but they actually don't have enough food for all the kids there to assist them and so many of those children that I saw at the clinic that day will probably die before the end of the year um, and uh, it's this is in one part of Kenya but in some other areas like in South Sudan the situation is already one that's declared fully declared as a famine parts of Somalia is like that um, and uh, some of the neighbouring countries in, in Malawi, in Yemen as well, um, they're altogether uh, 23 million people in this extreme situation. I think I've read somewhere that um, this is one of the worst famines in about 20 years in these countries. Uh, more, more like 40 years. I think Ethiopia in 1984 was the last one. Um, and apart from that, as I mentioned, the United Nations has declared this to be one of the biggest humanitarian crises overall um, globally for the last 50 years. So it's, uh, it's really uh, on a scale that's a bit hard to, to believe, especially given that we don't hear much about it. Absolutely. Um, and and in, in regards to that, in Australia this crisis has almost no public attention. Uh, do you have any thoughts on why that might be? It, it is a, a strange thing. I guess if you look at the, uh, the way uh, our major media companies focus their own attention, obviously the United States president, uh, North Korea, French elections, other issues, the, the Australian federal budget, a whole lot of other issues uh, dominate the agenda. And I was thinking as I was travelling back from Kenya 
on this occasion how bizarre it was that um, if, if there were 23 million Europeans or North Americans who were on the brink of starvation, that would be saturation coverage. But because they're in another part of the world, that there isn't quite the same focus, um, they've been largely overlooked. And I think this is one of the things in Australia, um, and particularly in the Australian Catholic community, we've had you know generations of uh, commitment and support uh, through Caritas Australia, especially for people in crises, not only in Africa, but if you think back to the that terrible typhoon in the Philippines four years ago, Typhoon Haiyan. If you think back to the tropical cyclone Winston in Fiji, um, even the Boxing Day tsunami in Aceh in 2004, um, our community has actually been amazingly generous in responding to try and assist people, uh, particularly for essential basic needs of food, water, medicine, clothing, shelter. Um, and that's really where we are involved as part of the Caritas global community at the moment. Um, Caritas Australia is one of uh, 165 Caritas agencies around the world. Most of them are in developing countries. And we have very close partnerships, for example, in Kenya, in South Sudan and some other countries in Africa. We've had them for a long time. And so we're in a position to be able to mobilise support for people at, in these extreme circumstances with food, access to water, medicines and so on through our local partners. So in this case, our, our, our Kenyan partners, South Sudanese partners, Somalian partners, people in Malawi who are part of the Caritas network at diocesan level and, and national level in those countries. And what it means is that um, any donations that Australians provide through our network, uh, you can feel very confident that they will be used very well because our partners are you know, so well established, they know how to do things in these countries. Uh, and even in my own visit in bringing me out to meet people in community, um, all of our colleagues in Kenya were known to the communities we went to. So um, this, is a, this genuinely is a crisis situation where we can do something. We can't fix everything, but we can do something to help uh, many, many people, you know, hundreds of thousands of people anyway. Just on that note of the, um, what Caritas is doing now to provide help for the people in Africa, um, can you tell us how um, we can play our part in this? Well, um, one of the great things about the, this uh, global confederation that Caritas has, by the way, it's got over half a million staff, 25 million volunteers, it's operating in 190 countries. Through the church, we have this extraordinary outreach. And in the case of uh, uh, Africa, you might remember the Ebola virus. The Catholic Church was really uh, one of the biggest players in assisting with that in West Africa and also on HIV and AIDS. Uh, the Catholic Church was recognised by the United Nations as the single biggest player in uh, assisting people in that situation and, and prevention. In this case, um, any contributions that are made uh, from within the broader Catholic community through Caritas will be directly channeled through our partner agencies 
in uh, East African countries. We also have very close working relationships with our sister agencies from the UK, Ireland and the United States, all of which have offices there as well in these countries. And all I can say is that we uh, maintain extremely low administrative costs in processing any of these uh, donations so that uh, close to 90% of the value of any donation actually ends up directly with the communities. And so we, we know how to work in these partnerships and uh, I've already seen some evidence in the last couple of weeks in Kenya of how that's helping people. Thank you so much, Paul. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with so, us. Thanks, John. All thank you. That was Paul O'Callaghan with one of the biggest global humanitarian crises in 50 years. For more information on how you can assist those in East Africa, visit www.caritas.org.au slash food crisis. For more talks, interviews and shows, visit radio.org.au